Hi, this is an audio recording of an online resilience practices class facilitated by Frank Baird on September 22nd, 2021. The topic for this class are things to do and things to resist doing while meditating. This audio recording is made available to you free for your benefit and enjoyment. Hi, everyone. Welcome to tonight's Resilience Practices class. I'm your host, Frank Baird. And let's start with what is resilience? Because I don't, I don't know if you do this, but there are a lot of words that I use. I can spell them. I can use them in a sentence. And then I sometimes when I think about it, I go, wait, what, it, what does that really mean? So I think of resilience in this uh, context as the capacity and the flexibility with which we meet life. And it's made up of interrelated and complementary skills. And because they're skills, we can learn them, we can practice them, we can strengthen them. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to practice. So the topic for tonight's class is what to try to do and what to try to resist doing when you're practicing. So the practice I'm talking about here is um, a meditation practice. There are lots of different ways to meditate. And um, w- one of the things that often we, I think, make the mistake of assuming is that when you see pictures of people allegedly meditating, uh, I notice the allegedly meditating, they always look like they're peaceful and relaxed and like not doing anything. Except maybe externally they're not doing a lot, but internally there's a lot going on because nothing is static, nothing stays the same. So there's always a little bit of doing that's happening. And so sometimes when we're doing this practices, these practices, it's, it's helpful to know, what am I trying to do here? And then some of the doing is trying to resist doing some of the other things. So this will be more clear as as we go along. But what we're going to talk about is what to try to do when you're practicing and what try what to try to resist doing. And I put in try, you know, the wise sage Yoda says, there is no try, there's only do. But I think I want to emphasize try because a lot of times people feel like they failed because they didn't do it. And here... You, you get points for trying, that trying is the right effort to be making, even if you don't achieve what you tried or you don't get the outcome that you were hoping to get from what you tried. So I want to say a word about stress. So resilience is really valuable, a valuable uh, skill or state in relation to stress. And the key to resilience is knowing when it's safe to rest, right? So when we are feeling stressed, we feel like we either need to be thinking about this thing or holding it in our body or doing something about this thing or definitely feeling a lot of intense emotions about the thing or the things. And one of the key things to keep in mind when we're practicing is that it's safe to practice right now. 
I've set up the the circumstances, I've set up the conditions where I can do what I intend to do for this period of time. So recognizing that when we do a practice like you're here tonight, you wouldn't be here if you couldn't be here tonight. And some of you might be, I'll do air quotes here, more here than others, depending on what you're thinking about, feeling, what you're paying attention to, what you're doing. But this space, this time for this practice is safe enough to practice and you're able to be here. Another aspect to um, resiliency is resting effectively. So knowing when it's safe to rest and then being able to rest effectively. So by effectively, I mean restorative rest, right? The purpose of rest is to restore, restore our energy, restore our capacity, our psychological capacity, our emotional capacity, our uh, physical capacity. So resting, resting effectively. Many of us don't always do that or hardly ever do that or don't know how to do that because sometimes we feel like looking at our phone is a way of resting and it can be depending on if it's intentional and then it's important to pay attention to is it having the effect I want. Sometimes the effect I want is to zone out. Zoning out isn't necessarily restorative. Zoning out is really kind of a, I'm burnt out. There's nothing else I can do. I can't even pay attention right now. Or we, we look at our phones, for example. It doesn't have to be the phone, but we look at our phones and we're looking to escape the state we're in, the thoughts we're having, the emotions we're having, the, the physical state we're in, and sometimes it helps with that, and a lot of times not. It's just sort of a holding pattern. So we're still left with, okay, after I did this thing that was not the thing that I was doing or that was stressing me out, I still need to rest and recover or restore. So another uh, important aspect about this is shifting the focus from the stressor or the cause of the stressor to how we're meeting or responding to the stress. It's so easy for us to talk about, or I want to say sometimes scream about, the thing that is causing the stress, the stressor. And sometimes we can do something about that, right? Sometimes. Sometimes we can't. The thing we can always do something about is how we're meeting it or responding to it or relating to it. Now, we may not always have the skill to meet it the way we hoped we could meet it or um, to respond rather than react to it. But by shifting our attention away from the stressor to how we're meeting it, we start to be able to at least potentially identify something we can do for our benefit. So that would be like to ease the stress or to support us while we're having to face or carry this stress. Now, I want to say um, that, that this isn't either or, right? Like pay attention to the stressor or pay attention to how you're meeting it. It's both and. We have to attend to both because there are times when we can do something in the world related to the stressor or its cause to ease it or, we always hope, stop it, 
right? So this is not just a forget about that and just focus on yourself, right? It's both and, and in the context of practice, I would suggest sort of experimenting with shifting it so that it's not just like 50-50 attention, 50% on the cause and then 50% on how I'm meeting it. I, I'd, I'd shift it like 25% on the cause or the stressor, 75% of my attention on me, only because most of us are new at this, right? Only because uh, this is where we need help. This is where we need practice. This is where we could benefit from practice. So these key elements to meeting stress, right? The key to resilience is knowing when it's safe to rest, then resting effectively, and then changing, well, not and then, it's and then in the order I put it on the slide, but uh, in no particular order, uh, changing the focus from the stressor to how we're meeting it. So what we're going to do with tonight's practice is explore, examine, um, I really want to say play with noticing what we're trying to do and trying to do the things that are beneficial, that are, I like this language, skillful to be doing. And then noticing if we're doing some things that it would be considered uh, skillful or to our advantage to resist doing. And um, you, you'll, you'll get clearer about this as we do the practice. So what we're going to do is a practice. And the easiest way to do it is to just listen to my voice. Um, I invite you to get comfortable because it's really helpful when ease is a part of any of these efforts. We may not feel easy or we may not feel relaxed. Um, there may not be an absence of anything unpleasant or any discomfort, but getting as comfortable as we can is okay. Again, I think of these um, pictures of people meditating where they look peaceful, but they're always in that pretzel position, you know, sort of tied up, cross-legged on a cushion. And I don't know about you, but that whole cross-legged thing doesn't happen so much anymore and definitely not down on the floor or on a cushion. So get comfortable. For this practice, your eyes can be open or closed. And then this is the overarching effort that we're making. So friendly and gentle effort to be present with whatever is here. So that's one of the things that we're doing or trying to do, trying to make a gentle, so trying to do an, make an effort also trying for it to be gentle and friendly because we do not benefit from striving or trying too hard. Gentle effort to be present with whatever is here, whatever is here. So that's something that we don't often do. Many times, most of the time, all the time, what we're doing is we register that something is pleasant or unpleasant and then we go right to, I like it or don't like it. And then we go right to trying to do something about it, right? If it's unpleasant, let me change it. If it's pleasant, may it last forever. And so then we get upset because it starts to dissipate in time. Um, so here, rather than judging the experience, so here's some of the language, right? What I'm trying to do is be curious about my experience rather than judging it. So the trying to resist judgment, 
trying to cultivate curiosity and trying to let this moment be just the way it is as best I can. Right, so the doing here is this effort to let it be uh, as best I can. I always want to emphasize as best I can. So some component parts of that overall effort, right, is cultivating curiosity about what is happening. So trying to cultivate curiosity, trying to resist judging what's going on. Noticing where attention is. So trying to keep track of where my attention is and have it be where I intend it to be. And trying to resist forgetting to pay attention or trying to resist losing track of my attention. So in tonight's practice, for example, we're going to use what's sometimes called a meditation anchor or an attention anchor. So breathing, for example, if I focus attention on breathing, then my intention is to sustain the focus of attention on the felt sense of breathing. And then unintentionally, usually, my attention gets pulled away, it wanders off, inevitably it's going to go somewhere else. None of us have a laser-like attention, so even if we had super strong, sustainable attention, inevitably, at some point, it's going to wander off or get pulled away. And so then the practice is, try to catch that as quickly as you can. Try to bring attention back to the meditation anchor, to breathing, and try to sustain your attention on the breathing. So that's the try. Try to do that. Try to resist forgetting. Try to resist losing track. Again, try as best you can. Another effort that we want to make is cultivating a friendly attitude toward whatever's happening. One of the things that happens when we get judgy is we get to be less friendly. We start to have expectations about how reality should conform to our hopes or our wishes, or we get mad at ourselves because we can't be more with reality the way it is. There's no uh, benefit to either of those, to being mean to ourselves. So cultivating a friendly attitude about whatever we're experiencing because... We relate to things differently when we have a friendly-ish attitude, right? So you can still find something unpleasant, you can still dislike something, but we relate to it differently when we have a friendly attitude. So as friendly as you can cultivate in the practice. And then the last part of this overall effort is leaning in the direction of being with. So Noticing and as best you can, uh, allowing, acknowledging, these are some demanding words, accepting that whatever is happening is happening because it's happening. So these are the efforts. Again, you don't have to remember all this. Um, This is the uh, conceptual and cognitive part of the practice. When we do the practice, you can let go of all of this and just listen to my voice. So, before we start, just a word about discomfort. So, mostly when people take up these practices, they're hoping that they'll be relaxing and pleasant and restorative, and often they are, and sometimes they're not. Either sometimes the things that are going on in our lives are just too intense, and we can't sort of create that space for practice. We're just sort of trying to practice while these things are still coming at us. 
Um, or sometimes discomfort arises while we're doing the practice. Thought shows up, an emotion shows up, some unpleasant physical sensation. Here's the invitation with any discomfort related to the practice. If you can be present and practicing, see if you can work with whatever it is that's coming up. If you can be present and practicing, because those are the two key aspects to what we're doing, present and practicing. If you can't practice, don't practice, right? There's no benefit to getting triggered into some familiar or some conditioned or some reactive thoughts or feelings or behavior. You don't need help with that. You know how to do that. But the practice, if you can do the practice, do. And if you can't, interrupt it. Interrupt it. Go get a glass of water. Go get a bite of chocolate. Uh, do whatever you need to do to, and then come back and try again. Or just stop for today. Try another time. There are plenty of opportunities to practice. Part of the practice is trusting your judgment about what you need. So with this said, let's practice. So if you haven't already, I invite you to find a comfortable posture. And you might start by bringing attention to your body. And just noticing that when you direct your attention in this way, what sensations make themselves known to you? You bring attention to the body and you'll be feeling some things. Maybe some pleasant things, maybe some unpleasant things, maybe some neutral things. I often like to start by bringing my attention to the places that are easy to notice, like the sensations in my feet. If they're on the floor, feeling where my feet make contact with socks or shoes or the floor. If you're sitting in a chair, it's probably pretty easy to feel the places where your body makes contact with the chair. You might notice the sensations happening in the hands, especially if they're resting upon anything. Resting on a tabletop or desk, resting on your legs, resting on your, in, the, in your lap. Just noticing, oh, feeling these sensations happening. You might feel the body breathing. You might feel how the body breathes on its own, 
You don't have to make it breathe. And right now, for this practice, you don't have to breathe in any particular way. Bring attention to breathing and just feel it happening. You can use breathing as an attention anchor or a meditation anchor. It's always happening, so it's always available as a place to focus attention. And when attention wanders off or gets pulled away and you notice, gently bring attention back to breathing, back to feeling, breathing, happening. You might notice thinking happening. You might notice some emotions happening. You might notice other physical sensations happening. If attention goes to one of these places, in terms of practice, that's not a problem. It's not what you necessarily meant to do. So the doing here is noticing, noting, oh, there's my attention. And then gently bringing it back to breathing. You don't have to stop thoughts from happening or emotions from happening or sensations. You don't have to stop it or ignore it. Let it be in the background with the primary focus of attention on the felt sense of breathing.
Noticing where attention is now. Letting breathing be a place to rest attention or a place to focus attention or a place to restart the effort at paying attention. One of the trying to-dos is trying to keep my attention focused on breathing. And one of the trying to resist doing is getting caught up or lost in thoughts or feelings or other sensations. I'm trying to resist judging. instead noticing what's happening, acknowledging it, and gently bringing attention back to breathing. Back to this next breath. Feeling, breathing, happening. Feeling wherever it's easiest to feel breathing happening, or however it's easiest. For some people, they might focus attention at the tip of the nose. Feeling, 
cool air entering the nostrils, warm air exiting. For some people it might be that sensation at the back of the throat as air moves in and out. For some people it might be the rise and the fall of the chest with each breath, or the rise and the fall of the belly. And for some people it might be all of these, or it might change from one location to another. trying to do is sustaining attention on breathing. Trying to resist is paying attention to anything else or judging when attention goes somewhere else. You might notice what you're doing right now. And are you doing one of the try-to-dos? Or would it help to try to resist doing the doing you're doing now? Noticing. What am I doing? Is this what I want to do or intend to do? Or in terms of practice, I think of it like this. Is this a skillful doing? And if the answer is yes, carry on. And if the answer is no, the invitation is, can I shift? Can I shift into doing skillful action? Maybe I can, maybe I can't. Maybe I don't have enough skill yet, or maybe the circumstances are too challenging right now, or whatever. Being careful not to judge.
except for intending to keep my attention sustained on the felt sense of breathing. Can I let everything else about this moment be just the way it is? Not needing more of something or less of something. Not needing it to be different in any way. Maybe I can, maybe I can't. Noticing and then bringing attention back to breathing. Just breathing. Just for now. So notice if you can keep attention focused on breathing for the next 30 seconds, starting now. And I'll let you know when 30 seconds is up. That's 30 seconds. And maybe that was easy or difficult. Now try keeping attention focused on your breath for the next three breaths. So just breathe as you are. And for the next three breaths, sustain attention on breathing.
as we near the end of our practice for this evening. If you'd like, if this feels fitting, you might express some appreciation to yourself for making this effort, for doing this practice, for spending this time paying such careful attention to your moment-by-moment experience, however carefully you were paying attention. The world is always asking or mostly demanding our attention, and many of us forget or learn to neglect ourselves. So I think of this practice as an act of great kindness and compassion and self-care. So if it's fitting for you, you might express some appreciation. You might either just feel appreciation, or you might use words, something like, thanks for hanging out with me, or something like, I appreciate your attention. Or something like, I'm grateful for your time. Or even just thank you, thank you. And to conclude our practice for tonight, if your eyes are closed, you might open them and move them around. Move your head around from side to side, up and down. Shrug your shoulders, stretch, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Yawn, if you'd like. And this will conclude our practice for tonight. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for practicing together. 